So after the, honestly, the, the, the abysmal lows of Watergate and followed up by uh, kind of a bumbling Gerald Ford presidency, it looked like the Republican Party was dead, like super dead when it comes to like 1976. And yet in 1980, uh, Republicans get a huge victory with Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was somebody who had kind of been waiting in the wings in a while for the Republican Party, always kind of a dream candidate for conservatives, even though he was he was quite old whenever he became president. In fact, he was our oldest president, uh, until um, Donald Trump became president. And so basically what I want you to see here, this is Reagan's first inaugural address, and it's a fairly long one. It's a fairly long one. Uh, Reagan is often hailed as the great communicator. That's something that um, he is often called, the great communicator. Uh, this idea that Reagan was an actor, and he used that same sort of uh, technique, the same skills he used in acting uh, when it came to becoming president of the United States, and he did that with his oration. Now, Ronald Reagan is somebody who is often hailed as the father of modern conservatism. Now, that role might be changing. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future when it comes to Donald Trump and his influence on the Republican Party. But the the kind of Republicanism, conservatism that was uh, around for the past 40 years or so, pretty much until Trump, uh, really has its fathership within Ronald Reagan. And you see a lot of that on display here in his first inaugural address. You know, remember, he is trying to speak to people who, honestly, Watergate wasn't that far long ago. You know, but if you go through, uh, you know, Jimmy Carter's presidency, where the United States seems to be disrespected by all sorts of different countries, it seems like we're not exactly winning the Cold War anymore, or, or we're just in a much more weaker position than we ever were before. And now you have Reagan, who's basically talking about, like, hey, I am going to, you know, I don't want to say make America great again, but actually, no, I will say make America great again because that was his campaign slogan. Um, (laughs) Legitimately, in 1980, uh, Reagan's campaign slogan was make America great again. I guess what was let's make America great again. And then Donald Trump later on just dropped the let's and just made make America great again. But that's this kind of idea, this idea of this kind of redemption arc going back to once we what what we once were. Uh, there's a lot of positivity in Reagan's speech. There's a lot of positivity in Reagan's speech. Um, some some allusions to God, some allusions to God, basically saying like God has specially blessed the United States. This idea of American exceptionalism is very strong within Reagan. And so what I want you to think about as you read this is how does this differ from the post-World War II mindset? You know, we, we've, we've been in World War II for quite a while. I mean, yes, even alludes to World War II. He definitely alludes to World War II. He, he alludes to all these things. He alludes to World War I as well. Uh, this idea that, you know, we're America. We fought very strong for the world, and we can be the best hope for democracy. We can be the shining city on a hill, all this sort of thing. How is this positivity so appealing? Um, you know, Reagan gets Democrats to go for his coalition, uh, the, the Reagan Democrat, the the kind of a Southern or um, anti, not anti, but not as strong civil rights uh, Democrat, they go for the Republican side. And that's the thing I want you to see here. He's making a lot of different appeals in, in this particular speech, and I want you to think about that. And I want you to talk about that, really showing how Reagan really changes the tenor of the tone within the United States. <laughs> 